It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with full grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to the Upland Property Experts Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing today, Thank Me Later? Another day in paradise. A lot of uh, exciting things. Quiet week this week in Upland, but uh, we do have a great show for you out there tonight we got the numbers the new york minute uh tune in uh t davis finally got his first win in the fan upland fantasy football league <laughs> so true story that, that happened yeah uh fiat out testing uh both myself and thank me later are participating in that and i think t davis is in there too yeah, so t davis is in there We'll talk about our experiences so far and some big moves and some uh, little hiccups going on there. And uh, we might take some Discord questions tonight. We'll, we'll see how time permits. And as always, if you've stumbled across this podcast on your favorite platform and wondering what is the Upix podcast all about, we cover the metaverse of Upland. And uh, what is Upland? Thank me later. Yeah, so Upland is a... Property trading game, honestly, that's that's what it is right now at its core, uh, but it is uh, really a platform for the NFT metaverse. So that's really anything to do with NFTs and, uh, you know, blockchain gaming. Uh, we're going to see that start to circle around uh, Upland. Yeah, with uh, businesses and development and integrations with, uh, you know, multiple uh, NFT sources, whether it's, you know, Atomic Hub or EOS or F. So the, what's CryptoKitties on F? Ethereum? Ethereum. Is that how you say or Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. That one. I don't like that one. The gas prices, I never understood that. I played CryptoKitties for about a day and then I sent them all to Kitty Island because, yeah. Um, honestly, so I started, I, I, we were mentioning in the last podcast, the way that I describe it and for the record, and I, I want to make sure that I set the record straight here. Um, I said it was kind of like uh, grand theft auto. Now that didn't actually come, um, from me. So I was actually talking with somebody else, um, who said, Hey, um, and I was comparing it to actually, um, Minecraft and owning mines. And then after talking with them, they said um, it's actually like, uh, well, I don't know how we got started on, but it, equating it to uh, Grand Theft Auto. So imagine if you would, oh, the world of Grand Theft Auto, that's kind of like where, and San Andreas and some of the, I mean, they're kind of based on real cities, right? And so you have that, but now you're buying the land and then once the players start to come on to do like the racing and some of the other activities or buying new clothes, what if you owned those businesses and you owned the land that these were on and you built a mansion and, and instead of, you know, them buying it from the game or leasing it from the game, they were leasing it from you. Uh, and so for me, like that, that analogy really was like, Oh, that's it. Like, that's it. And so call out to, um, uh, Wall Street, I think his in-game name is actually uh, Satoshi's View. Uh, 
um, we were having a conversation with it, and it was his, his, he originally coined the, uh, kind of the analogy between GTA. So I wanted to give that a call out. But yeah, that's how I'm starting to think about it, and I hope others are. And I think that really starts to put in perspective why, like, owning property in a given city and the potential for building businesses is so huge. Um, because it'll ultimately be games built on this metaverse and all the transactions that are happening are decentralized and you will get, you know, pieces of all the businesses that you own. So if you own those businesses, then you'll be profiting from those and that really to like the fiat out um, that we'll discuss a little bit later. So you think it will be a, a, a gun free zone? Uh, I don't think it'll be as violent or as um, rated R as Grand Theft Auto. Now, the owners of Dogpatch might disagree with that vision. Um, I think that they might have um, their own ideas on how it'll go. I think it'll be a little bit more PG, uh, but I mean, definitely like racing and uh, other open world concepts and, and again, property explorers, so NFT shops. Um, I, I imagine that there'll be things like that and decorating. So maybe kind of like Grand Theft Auto meets like The Sims. <laughs> so maybe unless maybe you go to Dog Patch and that's where you get your uh, unauthorized weapons, the red light district, and uh, your yeah. uh, your Mexican I, tar. <laughs> I reckon any amount of freedom that uh, you know that anyone's given the the team of dog patch, the dog patch crew is going to push that to its extreme. I can almost guarantee that. And uh, that's why I'm happy to own several properties there. So um, should be, should be fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That that's going to be very exciting to watch that develop. And I'm just going to save some uh, upex so I can get into dog patch. I said this for Good about like, luck. The... <laughs> I think it's pressing with prices from Alamo square. I think you can it get is. in for like, Less than a hundred thousand a property now. Yeah, I, I missed the boat for the moment. Yeah, or I'll just miss it as it goes further on. But either, either way, uh, also the disclaimer is Upland Mean does not uh, endorse or support any comments made here on the Upix podcast. All thoughts, opinions are solely myself. Thank me later and T Davis. And if we've hurt anybody's feelings, that is not the intent of it. This is just a PG 13 podcast about a, a metaverse that's developing off of a property trading game. So disclaimers covered. I'm getting pretty good at, uh, at least doing the disclaimers nowadays, way better than what it used to be. But, uh, we do have some, uh, now to, uh, our numbers pop part of the podcast that's always a good time that we spend discussing all kinds of stuff how the game's it's going fan favorite i think it's a fan favorite yeah oh it is a fan favorite and uh if you look at the seven day if you go to dapradar.com um i don't know why i started out on the seven day we'll start out on the 24 hour but yeah you check out the 24 hour uh and we are sitting number two behind Splinterlands. After my comments last week, it dipped pretty low. Uh, the last 24-hour users, 3.39K. So that's uh, that's an improvement. Sure. We'll <laughs> go with that. <laughs> and, I'm expecting more. Oh, of course, expecting more. Uh, 
seven day average though, or seven day uh, daily users, eight point nine six k. So yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a that's a solid number. And that's number one. That's right. Splinterlands Infinity dropped twenty uh, percent. Yeah, that's not what you want to see. <laughs> it's going the wrong direction, guys. Must have had a launch and the newness wore off, or not really uh, sure. And Splinterland sitting there at number three for uh, users over a seven-day period, and over a thirty-day period, Upland is number eight at eleven point. I just call it eleven k users. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I would probably. Is there a way to filter out Thundercore? Can you like do all but Thundercore? Um, what are those things at the top there? Like, if you just click, if you clicked a bunch, well, I don't know. I mean, we'd be number one EOS. Splinterlands is on Hive, Ax, Axie, Infinity. They're on Ethereum. So, can you click multiple of those? I guess the thing is, so after looking at Thundercore, I mean, Thundercore games are like it's like Candy Crush and and things like that. So. Like it's not, um, it's not hard to see how they have so many users because it's this. Now I haven't figured out how to actually get these damn apps. I don't know if it's like a wallet thing. It's not on like an app store or anything. Um, but I, I think it's likely, um, from what I could tell, uh, an Asian market. Um, and they're tiny games, and so they're dominating because if they have ten thousand players, they have ten thousand players in every game. Um, so it's like, okay, that's, that's fair. I mean, they have a market, but I mean, they have 20,000 users, but their actual volume is, you know, like a thousand, um, actually, I don't even remember what it was, but it was small. Like they're not doing a lot of, uh, volume transaction wise. So it's just like, you know, it's probably a 99 cent game, like candy crush. Um, that's what they're kind of modeled after so now the interesting thing there is the volume for axi infinity or axi infinity is 2.43 million yeah i i don't know how the they track that i mean maybe and again we we had this conversation actually a bit last week because um the uh, upland doesn't tr- track because it's not uh, it doesn't go back to eos at any point so it's it's volume looks like it's zero because there isn't any track back to the chain um but i, I would be really curious how much volume because and keep in mind like if just trading assets now the fact that it's on uh, Ethereum and it has gas prices and stuff like that is is kind of shocking, but um, that's interesting. Yeah. There's a identical game there on Loom on the protocol Loom, but they only have 1.13k players. But uh, the Ethereum they got 15.43k players in 30 days. I don't know if they tried it on one and said let's jump to the other, but I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's surprising how many of these games are trying to be multi-platform now. I mean, you can even see Chains Arena is on Tron and EOS. I mean, a lot of games are going multi-chain. Um, not sure what the benefit... I mean, I guess I know what the benefit... Oh, Meg- Megatropolis is a big one, too, because that's on uh, a bunch. Uh, you, you know, I, I get the idea of giving users, you know, multiple options. I don't know how easy it is to like cross pollinate those chains. Um, so like I know in, in mega cryptopolis, like they're completely segregated cities. It might as well be two different games, but I guess it's kind of like if you launched a game, the way I think about it is like, if you launched a game on PlayStation and Xbox and PC, you know, originally they, I know that there's some cross platforming play now, but originally, you know, those were completely siloed and you were just trying to grab certain markets. So I I suppose there's some value to it. Um, I think we'll start to see like, I, I don't know how people play on Ethereum. It's infuriating. Gas prices are so infuriating. I just don't get it. Um, Ooh. That's not these I don't think this is the sandbox sandbox. I think it's I a think knockoff. It is. If it is, that's not good. Rip sandbox. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard much about it except for when there was like the land grab. Hey, don't feel bad. No one feel bad. Go look up uh Chibi's Global. There you go. You wanna see some <laughs> God almighty. I can't. I'm still still hurt. Still having nightmares on that. Yeah. I still have to talk to my therapist through hand puppets about it. So, um, mm. The hand puppets right. with the therapist, that, that never ends well. No. Show me on the doll where the global chibis hurt you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go on to some happy numbers. Yes. <laughs> Bob Ross, the shit out of uh, the <laughs> silo of the trees. There you go. The happy trees. So close. Happy trees. Happy so, trees. so close. I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make a note on that. Uh, over, overall, that worth is uh, no real changers at the top of the top 25 um other than crazy crypto and sunstar switch spots basically but yeah. uh new stat I mean, you're only, you're talking you're talking less than a hundred thousand there really yeah like it's a lot. um also interesting new stats provided for us this week is last week there were 34 executives in the game uh this week there's 35 we had one new executive as her mess breaking the 10 million upex barrier yeah, congrats to Hermes. I've Hermes has been around for a while. I'd be surprised if they're not uh, a. They might, are they a founder? I don't know. I do not know. And there's 262 directors last week. Uh, we added four new directors this week to take the total of 266 directors. So there's over 300 executives and directors in Upland already. Yeah, so does are those numbers exclusive of each other? So, I mean, I know we got mix on. Yeah. Um, so, do, do, are the directors, do, are the executives included in the directors, or is it separated out? 
Yeah. Let's see what he says in the chat there. Although it is, it's Mix's birthday. It is. Okay, Happy so birthday to Mix. Okay. So it's Mix's birthday. So I gotta be, you gotta be nice to him. <laughs> We're always we nice to we Mix. We won't put him on the spot. Um, new directors, Tyrell, Inky Bro, Poppy D. Inky Bro. Yeah, Inky Bro's. No, well, Inky Bro, remember, Inky Bro was... Um, he was hustling. Well, well, no, he got hacked. Hacked. I, I, I shouldn't say that word. It's not It's not even right. He lost but some remember, properties, and we did that. Uh, we got him some properties back. Yeah, it was the uh, Inky Aid, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. I'm glad he's back up. He's a director now. That's cool. And then uh, add it to... The, Yaroy, I don't know on that one. It's been a while since I butchered a name on the podcast. A Diddy Roy. That's how I'd say it. A Diddy. Add it to Roy. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no real. Sturz Marlin moved up 13 spots. We had a false hit. It's like a false COVID test right now. <laughs> Chica popped up and uh, popped off the list pretty quickly. Some shenanigans going on there. Ah, no shenanigans. Some shenanigans. I can smell shenanigans. Can you spell shenanigans? Oh, probably not. Yeah. Now, to crack the top 100 in net worth, you have to be over 4.02 million UPEX. Ooh. And just a couple months ago, it was you only needed a like a little over a million, and then a little over two. It just continuously grows there. Yeah, that's crazy. You need over four million. Oh, hey, somebody's not on mute. Come on, peanut gallery. <laughs> You're only supposed to be in the chat for us. If you don't know, all of our podcasts are recorded live. Um, so if you want access to join us here in the studio, be sure to reach out to Too Stupid. Do not message me. I don't know why. Just because he's a flaming poo doesn't mean he's not approachable. Please contact Too Stupid for any UpX podcast needs you might have. <laughs> now they're just going to mess with you and message you more. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, you can message me, but I'm just going to tell you to message too stupid. Yeah. So that's how, that's exactly how that conversation goes. Hey, are you guys doing interviews for the podcast? Probably. Can I be on it? I don't know. Go ask too stupid. Crickets. 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 Never to be heard from again. Like, is he that difficult to talk to? I don't think so. Well... I mean, you talk to me every week, so we're okay. Yeah, but that's because you pay me. Well, that's true. <laughs> he doesn't. He does <laughs> not pay me. Let's, let's not start that rumor. Oh, geez. That, that would be uh, fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Do we have a president yet, speaking of fake news? Yeah. We still have a president. We don't know who's going to be president on January 20th, but we still have a president right now. Well, I know we have a president now. I mean, do we have a new president later? Ah, uh, no, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. God bless democracy. Yes. Democracy 
yeah, we'll just leave it be. Moving on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on the properties. <laughs> and we know why they don't message you now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we we can do uh we can do the Upland Politics show on a on a different channel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another new stat. Uh, all our stats right now are coming from dailyuplander.com. Uh, new statistic is 100 plus properties, number of players with 100 plus properties. Uh, last oh, week, I like that. Last week we had 164. This week we had a 10 more players that have 100 or more properties to take it to 174. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think that this will be. So, I don't know how much time I spent on, but I think I w- I've been really spending a lot of time thinking about my strategy in the game, and I, it's so interesting. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall and the like the dev team and see like what their like actual roadmaps and plans are, because I feel like they have all these visions and they have uh, this roadmap, and they just kind of laugh when they see us like focusing on one thing or like, you know, they think because some things are just going to change in the the amount of importance and number of properties. I think is going to be one of them. Um, And I'll tell you why, because you're not going to be able to develop every one of your properties. You're going to have a limited number of resources to develop a limited number of properties. And from what I can tell, running a business is going to be essentially a full-time job. Like, like its own mini game. If you want to, you know, run a business and keep it up. And so it's just, it's interesting to go, okay, well, besides flipping, like, I think that once they start releasing these other features, the amount of new cities, because I mean, we're right now, we think about the game, we're like, what's the next city? What's the next city? I think we're going to see a pretty quick, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong, because I guess the explosion of players could counterbalance it but I think the number of new cities might slow down as people start to refocus on property development and liquidating their existing assets to consolidate down. And we've seen a couple of players do that in the game already, um, which is always um, good for people who are looking to pick up more assets and more properties. But I'll be curious to see how that kind of plays out as property development and other gaming features come in. We're owning you know, more than a hundred properties may not be necessary to really like, I could see a top player owning just, you know, 50 or a hundred properties in the game and being a a top player uh, throughout like businesses or, uh, you know, other kinds of competitions. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. I totally agree that unless you're looking to do real estate or, just flip a bunch of properties, i.e. real estate, um, that the game's going to be so much different a year or two years down the road once the property development, the business licenses, and people will laugh about the day. Hey, you remember when everybody was racing to get 1,000 properties or 2,000 properties? <laughs> right. But there, there's still value right now this early in the game having San Francisco, Fresno, and New York City open and all these properties available that you can that you're still buying at dirt cheap prices. Um, Fresno, I still believe that's the first upland property bubble. But anyway, San Francisco, New York, you're going to have a lot of value there. And 
and the New York name is just going to carry and increase that value there. San Francisco being the original city, it's going to be a, um, it's going to carry a lot of value, a lot of resale value. And I could see in a year or two, the, the properties that you can sell today for, uh, 5,000 UPEX, you're going to be able to sell for 15 or 20,000 UPEX easy. Yeah, no, I think, you know, and, and that is, I mean, that's the game right now, right? Everybody has the same profession. We're all real estate agents, but I think in the future, we're going to start seeing a lot of, a lot of other professions come in. And I think that that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. And that's, what we've all been waiting for too yeah once they started teasing us with it right yeah so i don't know it's it's interesting i'll I'll be interested to see how these numbers and specifically property number of properties and stuff like that stay relevant i'm I'm still interested in a lot of new york properties just grabbing some volume there too just for my speculation of it's new york city it's manhattan you're going to be able to command something as the game starts once it gets out of beta property developments there so but then san francisco always has something going on so i gotta fly back so that's irritating (laughs) right right yeah uh no big uh no big news on the up square up square area uh tm did purchase about 20,000 up squares to jump them up to from fifth place to third place. Yeah. Again, I think this is going to be another area where, I mean, I think several of us made some speculations based on the last AMA. Um, It sounds like some of the bigger properties specifically in Fresno aren't going to be um, the farmland that I think some of us had, you know, speculatively bought on. Which is fine. I mean, that's part of the game. Um, but, yeah. So, I, again, I don't – I'll be honest. Like, I was happy to lead the pack on number of properties and uh, up squares and still happy to be in the, you know, among the top, uh, you know, couple people. But I, I, I don't know. I, I see a transition. I, I see it starting the fiat out. Um, I see people starting to – Ben has been unsuccessful at it. Ben eighty six <laughs> in in our in our premium Discord channel. Ben eighty six is on this mission. Um, it, essentially, I call it uh, "Don't spend your nut November." But this poor guy has been trying to get five hundred k for five weeks, like so, just earning and and saving and. You know, he posts his daily uh, amounts uh, every day. <laughs> the other day, he just went on a spending spree and went back down to essentially zero, which was kind of amusing to me. I mean, it's just like real money. You get a bunch of upex in your account, and you got to go spend it. There, there's always something. Pocket. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's always something there, and you're like, uh, I'm so close, but or Upland does something like, hey, here, buy the most properties, and... uh all of a sudden you spend all your interest and then you're throwing another, then you're depositing for more UPEX. Oh gosh. I know. I'm just glad that, uh, for the fiat out, you had to cash out. Like you couldn't just buy UPEX again. <laughs> Cause that would have been a slippery slope. Although <laughs> I, I know that that's coming, but, um, we'll talk about, I don't want to get too much into the, yeah. yet. Cause I got, 
I got some funny stories on that, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, we'll we'll get over get uh, T Davis involved. We'll go right to the New York minutes. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I from Little Italy. It is T Davis with the New York minute. How are you going doing today, T? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? I'm back in New York, back in Little Italy, and glad to be here to do the New York minute for you guys. Should it really be the New York minute because it like it lasts like five or ten minutes? It does. It does. So yeah, but isn't that name? like isn't no? But isn't that the idea that a New York minute is actually like long? Yes. Long Very, yeah, I don't know. A, a New York minute should be a very quick period of time. Oh, it's the opposite. Is it yeah. saying it's the opposite? Yeah, that's my understanding. Um, maybe somebody in the in the chat can confirm that. Maybe Google it really quick. I'm almost certain that a New York minute is supposed to be a quick period of time because of how fast-paced the city is. Well, interesting. And maybe that could be the fun fact for the night. I actually, I had another one prepared, um, another Another quiz fun fact, which is if you guys scroll in on New York and head over to 1 West 34th Street, so 1 W 34th Street, the Turbo owns it, and then jump across a few blocks over to 4 West 33rd Street, which is EH0405's property, how many zip codes are between those two areas? So between 34th Street and 33rd Street, in between 5th and 6th Ave, how many zip codes four. do you think four uh, incorrect? There are two zip codes in that two-block radius can anybody guess why there are two zip codes? Because the U.S. Postal Service made it that way. That is correct. And they gave the Empire State Building its own zip code, which is in between those two points. Wait, which, but two is not an amazing number. That's not no, it's not. It's not, but it's going to segue into my next point where okay. there are um, several buildings in New York and Manhattan that have been given their own zip code. And from my research, the majority of them are owned, but I am going to shill a unminted property. Uh-oh. 888 7th Avenue, which is in Midtown, approximately 200. And let me, let me look that up again. It's around 200 K Upix. I'll get you the exact number, 213-900. And it is unminted, and it is in Midtown, and you could own your own Upland zip code if you go in Mint 888, 7th Ave, which is kind of a cool address. Damn it. I'm, not in San, I'm in San Francisco. I'm not in New York. <laughs> not flying there for that. Yeah. I honestly right. might. What, so, what's special about that building? Like, is it just well? It has it, it's well. It has its own Wikipedia page first. Um, I can tell you about it. it uh, yeah, tell us about it. So, the tenants are Fordham University, um, a bunch of investment firms like TPG Capital, um, Drake Real Estate Partners, 
it looks like it's for the majority a um I don't I don't recognize too many of these names on this on this list but I would imagine that somebody in the investment field would be able to tell me that you know Caravel management and Lombard Adier asset management are you know enormous firms to be in that building it's a uh, 46 floors 46 floor a skyscraper uh, built in 1969. Um, let's see anything about it. Maybe it's on the list of tallest buildings in New York City. Let's see what number that would fall in. Yeah, it's top. Let's see. Uh, not very impressive. <laughs> what suspense that looks like it's unminted and has its own zip code and in midtown that's pretty cool so we had some movement with our numbers this week uh, specifically the top three is different my man TM jumped into the second spot pushing Sunstar completely out of the top three. Um, Atomic Pop rounds out the top three. We all know who's the number one. I don't think that's going to change for a while. Dizzy Dieske, um will likely stay number one for a while with 2,422 properties. But um, TM moving into that number two spot, which from what I saw was, well, obviously Sugar Hill, which I'll get to in a little bit, and it looked like um, quite a few purchases in Harlem and in East Harlem are what shot him way up there. So those three neighborhoods were of particular interest to TM, and that is where that change came from. Sunstar is at four. Hodler, Jigo Player, MG, Oliver, EH0405, and Brett Gerber round out the top ten. Um, Trade Fox which I haven't seen that name before. So shout out to Trade Fox moving up 35 spots to 29. I took a look to see where, where all of those were, were coming from. Like what, what were they buying? And it, it looked to me like Lennox Hill was a huge buy for Trade Fox. They had a lot of interest in the Lennox, Lennox Hill area. Um, oh, Flow, Flow 09 moved up 10 spots. And new to our list is non-zero sum Drew Daculus, which that's my man. Drew Daculus is awesome. Huge shout out to him. Uh, is new to the list. Also, B Jammer Boy, I'm another big fan of him. Um, Nalo Man and W L S T Y L. I don't know what that is, but they're also new to the list. Um, for initiatives, speaking of TM and Sugar Hill, you guys probably all know that Sugar Hill sold out in this last week, which was pretty awesome. A lot of FOMO going on there. I think TM is the master of FOMO. Um, there was some excitement in the Discord regarding the Sugar Hill properties. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super interested to see where where he takes that, where he takes Sugar Hill and its correlation to VV. Um, I would say it's probably 
do for another another interview with TM. What do you what do you think? Too stupid? Maybe something to consider in that in the future. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get him back on. Want to get Dizzy back on? Uh, I know Los Montano or Montoya wants to come on. So and then we got uh, some wombat people. We got a we'll we'll line it up. We got a yeah, man. we got a list of people that we want to get on here. Cool, cool. Look so, at you, Mister Popularity. Who's that? Me? Too stupid. Too stupid. Gotcha. Yeah. No, no one likes you. Turn yeah, that's stupid. that's. Yeah, yeah, that's more yeah. than evident. You're um, like the third ranked T player. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good one. I like that. So, who's your top right, two so T that's players? A perfect segue into my next point. Little Italy. Um, shout out to Recurrier for the article that um, he just published uh, that had finally made the link between the two Little Italy's, Little Italy Fresno and Little Italy New York. If you haven't checked it out, go take a look at it. Um, it's posted in all over the Discord. Um, I also tweeted it from the at Upland LI uh, Twitter account. There is definitely some interesting stuff in there from my man B-Dag, who is representing the Little Italy Fresno franchise, and it explains the correlation with its New York counterpart and uh, all the things that we have going on. Um, I've been chopping at the bit, like I posted in the Discord, about a upcoming um, community event that we have planned it's going to be pretty huge. We have some really cool items for giveaway and it should be within the next week or so that I'll finally be able to release all the details, but I can, I can tell you it's, it's going to be, it's going to be um, very unique opportunities for your new player, like your uplander and your visitors um, the newbies, that's what it'll, it'll focus on and building up the upland community in general. So that's all I got for you guys. Was that a minute? Yeah, there was plenty of, that was a New York minute. I mean, if you look at it, our podcast does go pretty long. So the amount of time you talk about New York, it goes pretty quick in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, moving on to, to the exciting, Exciting Upland Fantasy Football League. Um, somehow, you know, every squirrel does find a nut. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut sometimes. And uh, <laughs> Man, you guys are dogging me today. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we said blind squirrel and you knew we were talking. <laughs> you preempted it earlier. I, I mean, at least you're not deaf, too, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week... Uh, Ooh, too stupid to win and thank me later played. So, man, that what is that for? No, that's just a loss, your first loss in a while. So, uh, Z Hidalgo, close one with Sparkles, beat Sparkles by seven points. Um, go ahead, Nietzscheren. He got the biggest blowout of the week and uh, destroyed Recurrier 121 to 72. Uh, June June and Dizzy were in a close battle. Uh, June June came out victorious, one hundred and seven ninety three. Um, man, the saddest game of the week. I mean, this is the first time we've had the saddest game of the week. But uh, both of you, I'd hang your heads for just partaking in this one. Uh, 
Blakely's boss team and Choina. 61 to 54. That's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like both of their teams together scored lower. Oh, my courier just posted it too. Yeah. Like both of their scores <laughs> together were lower than yours. Like you could have played both of them and won. Yes. I could have played two for one and beat them. <laughs> That's but, crazy. And uh, yeah. So rebound good. Better rebound good this week, China. <laughs> and T. Davis. Yeah. The most excited person of the fantasy football league is Sunstar. Sunstar has been so excited for it, and he's been so excited throughout the season. Now he's 4-6. and six, He's in ninth place, and he gave up T. Davis's first win. That's right. That's Said so don't sad. be the one, and they went out and, and was the one. So for this week, um, we're heading into this week, getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Um, we got three more weeks until the playoffs start. Uh, this week, I'm playing June June. Z Hidalgo's playing Thank Me Later. Right now, I'm projected to win. Z Hidalgo's projected to win. Sparkles is taking on Choina. Uh, Recurrier and Blakely's boss team are going to head to head. Nietzscheren and Sunstar. And T. Davis and Dizzy. Man, you're like projected 40 points down already. Jeez. You set your lineup yet, T? No, I didn't. I'm waiting on some transactions to go through tonight. I had two on a buy sitting in my starting lineup, but okay, pending transactions. You'll make it a little closer, and then there's always luck. Yeah. The <laughs> CMC thing is just killing, just killing my roster this year. Oh yeah, I, I can understand that. That that hurts when some when somebody His like that goes down. Draft, first overall, I took him, and I'd know better than to take the number one consensus pick, number one. But yeah, it happens. But overall standings, uh, heading towards the final stretch of the season, Nietzsche and, and Blake, Blakely's boss team are tied at seven and three. Uh, myself. Thank me later. Choina and June June are all tied for third place at six and four. I'm leading by points. Uh, and seventh, see Hidalgo all by himself at five and five, uh, bringing up the back of the pack four and six. Sparkle, Sunstar, Dizzy Dog, Recurrier, and then at one and nine, T Davis. <laughs> I was gonna say it's pretty close, except for T Davis. Uh, like everyone, everyone has a chance. Except That's not two, true, though. Except there, for T. Davis. How many make the playoffs? Four? So, I mean, you're only really looking at six people. That I mean, maybe Zia Dago can pull something off, but no. Wait, I only mean, four only, go to the playoffs? Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, that's what I saw in the settings. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not into the NBA style where like three quarters of the league makes it and everybody gets a participation trophy. Right. You so, got to fight for it. Oh, crap. If I knew how to try harder, I would. Well, congratulations. I did see you finally picked up a player. You picked up two players this week. Yeah, I, f- I guess. <laughs> I didn't use any money. No. As I didn't long- realize that you had to pay for them. So could like somebody be like, no, I want them and I'm going to pay more? Is that how that works? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening while driving, this might get a little crazy again. So you might want to pull over to the side of the road. Our fantasy football conversation last week uh, caused crashes almost. So, uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was very comical. Um, we love your interpretations of fantasy football. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that was good times. That was good times. All right, so on to Fiat out. Um, I think this is the big news of the of the week. Honestly, I mean, there hasn't been any real events or anything, which uh, makes you wonder what are they doing? Why? Usually, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of communication, a lot of announcements, and but nothing. It's quiet, crickets. But that's when that's when big things happen. When the entire team is like quiet. That's when big things are happening behind the scenes. Like that's happened a couple of times now. We're like, man, it's been kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden it's like a barrage of things. Like I think that's when like airports and stuff were like announced. And then like some of the New York stuff started happening. Um, so, yeah, I think that they have a lot. I mean, it's it's mid-November and they got a lot of things on that roadmap that they need to they need to at least start showcasing. I mean, they've made some promises, so. Fiat out being one of the biggest ones, um, and they have delivered it. Um, we started. When did Fiat out start? Last week. Um, yeah. So you know we're we're about a week in, and so for those who don't know, so let's. I made eleven dollars. We have a primer. Uh, when you play Upland, your primary currency right now is UpX. And you can purchase UPEX at a conversion rate of one U.S. dollar buys you a thousand UPEX. And that's a flat rate. It's stable. They they really don't run promotions. The only thing you can get is if you do a new sign up, you can get a 50% bonus if you use a referral bonus like the podcast one that's in the link. Use it. Get your bonus. Um, but then other than that, uh, you use that UPEX right now to buy – NFTs. So the properties, every property that you own in the game is an NFT stored on the EOS blockchain. Now, when we talk fiat out, what that means is that you can then sell that NFT to another person for US dollars. It does not mean that you sell it back to the game. So all this fear of like, oh, the economy is going to crash. Everyone's going to cash out. It doesn't work that way. In order for somebody to cash out, somebody must cash in. Um, so the only way to get money out is if other people are, are fiating in. So this is uh, the first the first step in really making something that is a, a big differentiator and a big draw um, for uh, upland. Now it's interesting because the fiat out, you can't do any fiat transactions through the app, like the mobile app. You have to do it through the web based, but I can tell you from my personal experience, I do everything on my phone uh, for the most part and the mobile browser worked just fine. I did have some issues with one of my older PC browsers with it, but for me, it was pretty seamless to, to register your identity with Tilia. And then uh, I think you, you link, um, link a PayPal account when you want to pay out, but then it's in the same interface where you would normally say sell for UpX, you can say sell for USD and put it up. And so there was what? 30 beta testers, 30 beta um, testers. And it, it was, are you using an Android or an Apple phone? 
I use Apple. I'm an Apple person, so okay. I use uh, the iPhones. Okay, um, and, and the iPhone app. I did the same so, thing. I I used my phone for almost all my Upland play, and I used the web browser. I used the Chrome extension on, uh, or actually the DuckDuckGo uh, app on the Android, and Fiat Out worked just fine for me doing all the functions there too. So they made a, it's very seamless on the phones. Yeah, which is which is definitely good. I mean, that's um, you know anybody in you know the software space will tell you, you if you're building something, it has to be mobile first at this point. Um, which I think is honestly a big barrier to most of the blockchain games I see is, well, how do I play on my phone? If I can't play on my phone, you've immediately lost like 90% of my interest. Um, you'd have to just create something insanely compelling for me to sit at a PC for any amount of time to do that. Um, so 30 players selected, varying um, from Uplander up to um, Executor, and uh, good or executive, and there's a good cross section. There was a couple parameters, and I was interesting, and there were some good debates on this. There was an email sent out the night before to all the people that were in the beta test, and it gave parameters. And the parameters were you could only have five properties up for sale for fiat at a time, and the fiat sale price needed to be between five dollars USD and five hundred dollars USD. But they weren't hard now, limits. It was just the honor system, which I appreciate. Now a lot of people were like, "I can't believe you put this here." And then, you, first of all, I don't think they kicked anybody out. I don't know of anybody who got kicked out of the beta program. No. Um, I'm sure people got warnings. I don't think that they were being sticklers about it. I think that they had some very specific parameters that they wanted to check. Um, but it is interesting because, I mean, I've been a software beta tester and alpha tester for a lot of different things. Like, you shouldn't have to put in those boundaries for those testers, and it's a good way for them to weed out who's going to listen. <laughs> so I go, yeah, they might not kick you out of this beta test, but, you know, if they're like most other dev teams, they're keeping a list and checking it twice because, you know, the next time that they do something and it's like a quick and dirty where they don't have time to put in the, you know, code out those parameters and they just want to trust people to listen, you're, you might not be invited back because <laughs> you can't follow directions. Um, so, yeah, I, I was okay. I don't know. What do you think about those those restrictions? Um, too stupid. I was just more curious of why such small restrictions because five properties, that's 150 properties they track. And I know they track so much more data at a given time than that. So I found that kind of odd. And the pricing uh, I found kind of odd too, just that I wasn't going to sell anything under five bucks. So that's okay. Um, And then 500, why not, why not see if we could get, sell an airport property or something, you know, open it up and one of the things that was that will change in the future but just for testing purposes is you could only put the price of your property at say five dollars you couldn't do five dollars and fifty cents or five dollars and thirty six cents at the moment in testing it had to be straight up a dollar a flat dollar number yeah and that was enforced because essentially they just give you the option to to do anything besides a, a whole number there. 
Yeah, if you put 5.35, it would show that you're trying to sell it for $535. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think, I mean, the, the number of properties was interesting. I, I think they didn't want to overwhelm um, the market. I really think that they were looking for people to be, you know, intentional with their sales. Like, what do you want to put up? Not just convert everything to fiat. Um, because I don't think that they wanted to like, um, you know, any liquidation. So in the, in the beta, like what they didn't want to see, and I don't think I really saw this was anybody just trying to liquidate out. Um, that's obviously not a good sign. Um, where, you know, you just have somebody who's like, I just want to sell all my properties. And we've seen it a couple of times in discord where, players are like sell my i'm selling all my accounts or whatever like you don't want that as a beta tester you want people no. that are you know want to sell a couple of properties uh the minimum five dollars i'm happy with that uh, lots of people broke that we're putting it for much cheaper than that but that's fine um i'm with you i would never sell a property for under five dollars anyway um as far as the maximum goes i think 500 is an interesting number um it really prevents sales of like you know painted ladies twisted lumbar financial district museums um, a lot of the big stuff just you weren't going to see being sold for that or they were going to challenge people to say okay well if you want to sell you'd have to sell for that and luckily i don't think we saw any of that um you know no one was that desperate to get out which to me is a very good sign for the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fact that the moment that it's available, people weren't like, just here's all of my assets at, you know, 50% off. I don't care. I just want to get my money out and go. Um, you know, there wasn't mass fire sales. Um, I didn't yeah, see you, many. So what'd you sell? Uh, I sold stirs, picked up one of my first properties. It was, just a random five dollars sold a five dollar property six dollar property um then i thought i was going to be slick and just try to sell an alamo square property too bad dizzy had one up for like discount dizzy there so he hooked up his alamo square property that alamo square property oh, what did he sell it for like 85 what did he 88 sell for? i believe 88 i had a list it for 99 i wanted to do yeah. 99 99 but then that, that's when I found out you couldn't do, <laughs> you had to do whole dollars. <laughs> hey, 99 Kept it under $100, baby. Get into Alamo under $100. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes a difference. But, um, yeah, I sold so, two smaller so properties. Are you pricing at parity? Because this is one of the questions that, that came up uh, the other week is like, okay, how do you price? Do you price at parity to what you would sell it for UpX? Do you give it a discount? Do you put it at a premium? Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, I wasn't discounting at all. I was selling it like I was selling a normal property for UPEX. If it was one of my 5,000 UPEX properties, it was a $5 property. Um, so, so you're doing straight parity. Yep. Yeah. And so how many is, so did you end up selling more than that? Like how many, how many $5 properties did you sell? Uh, right. Right now I have uh, four $5 properties listed and one $99 property listed. Um, so I've sold a $5 and a $6. I've been kind of busy this week, so I, and you're only allowed to post once on the 
on the property to us dollar page on discord that's the other thing is if you're not on discord you're not getting to see these fiat out properties yeah yeah so i mean well you are though i mean like you they're in the list like if you just happen to to browse it which is interesting because they do show like i one thing i i checked is how does it show like if i hover over alamo square and do the you know property search thing where you like see all the properties for sale in the area um and then it's sorted by price how where does it put the fiat uh, purchases and it does seem to understand it it converts it to um you know one dollar per thousand opex so it does put it in the list um in relationship to uh, its other property so if you're looking at five thousand opex or a five dollar property they would be in this about the same spot on the list which i thought was good um but yeah i think that is a, a very good point a lot of these unless you're on um discord you might miss them uh and i'll, I'll speak to you know, I had, uh, I'm very happy. I had three um, of my bigger, and I'll call them promotional properties because for the most part, I was pricing at parity on like what I would sell for, um, for UPEX. I had had uh, a handful of properties that I knew I was going to sell as um, part of this beta program. And so like that was my kitty Island property, which I didn't want to sell. Um, but I did want to kind of, I don't want to say prove a point, but I wanted to show that the properties do have value and it's more than just the original price. So everyone was really concerned like, okay, yeah, somebody will pay 500,000 OPEX, but would they be willing to pay $500? And the short answer is yes. Yes, they would. And so um, I was able to sell three properties so far for $500 each, uh, one being a Cat Island, my Kitty Island property, which was like, I don't know, a hundred and I think I paid 130000 upex for it, something like that. Um, the next property... Uh, one of the other properties I sold was um, just a very large property, which is like a 40% markup. To be fair, it's it's about uh, the 100 um, upex per up squared price that I was buying large properties myself for. So I think that was probably the best deal that I sold. Um, and maybe I'll regret it later um, on that one because it's like 4900 up squared right on the on the uh coast um beautiful property and then another one was uh next to the um city council what's in the the city hall um for 500 and the interesting thing and i didn't realize until we were talking about this in the pre-show was none of those properties existed when i started playing in january um so these are all properties that were added to San Francisco or unlocked through different things. And the reason I, I point that out, and I think it's important is I think some people are thinking, Oh, well I wasn't in the closed beta and I didn't get inaugural properties or I didn't have a chance to get in Hyde Ashbury before it was an obscene price. And you know, all the good properties are sold. All the properties that I just mentioned 
the average player who's been around for a couple months would have had an opportunity to, to pick up at some point. And they all sold for over minting um, for fiat. So I think for me, that was a really important litmus test and uh, kind of solidified the fact that there is value to be had. There are players who are willing to fiat in um, for the right properties. Uh, so that, that was a big, I think that was a big win. Um, and I'll, I will plug, I still have two, the final two properties that I'm selling, which are on, which I lovingly call Turtle Island. They're glitched properties that are off the east side of San Francisco, um, just like floating in the ocean, which is really cool. Um, and so they are, it's two of a kind, essentially they're by themselves. So if you're interested, check it out on discord or ping me and we can talk. Yeah. And that's, that's really what they wanted to see with beta testing. And that's I mean, they meaning the rest of the uplanders, they wanted to make sure that there was value beyond the property for some reason. I don't know if it was everybody just building off of each other out of fear. They just all thought that people were just going to liquidate and just cash out and run. And I just couldn't understand why people would be taking a loss just to get out of the game with so much potential to it, especially the early, everybody that's been early in on it. And you proved it there with some rare properties or good location properties. I'm still, uh, I'm selling off my smaller ones. I'm still kind of too stingy with my bigger ones. I do have the Alamo square one up. Uh, T Davis, how was your experience so far with your fiat out? Um, not all that great. I, I mean, it, I understand that it is <clears throat> what it is. It's it's a beta test, and, and it's it can be expected to have its bumps. But for me, it's just it's pretty much been all bumps. Which again, it's it's fine. I understand that. But from the from the get go, I couldn't get um, I couldn't get verified to sell. And then once I finally did my transactions didn't go correctly. Um, I made a, a purchase or I made a sale and then a purchase simultaneously. Um, Highlander had purchased the Lombard street off of me for a hundred USD. And then I took that to buy a little Italy property and it just, it got hung up there for a couple days, which um, luckily, you know, I was fine with that, but I could just foresee like that would be a problem in in main in production, like in, in mainstream production. I I feel like um, you're going to have some very upset people if they try to float, so to speak, their money like that, and it goes disappearing out into you know who knows where because it it wasn't you couldn't even see it anymore once it so it was in my account and then I with, withdrew it. And so it went to a zero balance, but then it never showed up on the other end in the PayPal account or in my bank account. And um, there was, you know, a good 36 to 48 hours there where I was kind of just in limbo waiting on somebody from the team to get back to me on it, which they did. And, and, and shout out to them, specifically Hagen, for uh, for taking care of that for me. But um, it's just been rough, man. I, you know, I expected it to be like i said a little bumpy but um man yeah i've been on the struggle bus with it 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's beta testing, as you said, but, right. you know, they're yeah. getting the kinks out of it for mass adaption, so. Yeah. Right. They, and yeah. They, I heard that they were prioritizing people based on their fantasy league rankings, so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> my issue got resolved uh, very quickly, <laughs> so. Uh, no, but, I mean, I think the important thing is, and, I mean, this is a closed beta. It's 30 people. They knew that there was going to be kinks. I mean, I, I reported probably five or six bugs myself. I mean, I didn't have any problems verifying once I was using a, a valid browser. Um, but certainly getting fiat out, um, I had a, a couple failed transactions myself um, and some weird anomalies with the, the numbers. But, I mean, again, within a couple of days, it all got resolved. Um, and that's what we're here for as beta testers. So no one lost any money. Everyone got what they wanted. Everyone got what they paid for. Like, so, I mean, I hear you and that's frustrating for sure. But I go, you're a closed beta. I mean, you're really an alpha tester. Really? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, like this is 30 players of thousands of other players like that are testing out a brand new feature. So, I'll be honest, you know, I don't want to say it like this, but I think it went smoother than any of the other launches of features that they've done. I agree. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're I mean, pretty spot on yeah. right there. <laughs> like, but, not to put them on the spot, but. Uh, <laughs> but the team's learning, the team's adapting, and you can tell that they're making progress with each release. You know, they, they learn from their previous hiccups. Yeah, and I mean, most games have like a, a beta environment. I understand that in a game like this, it's it would be very difficult to do, um, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see um, how they start adapting. And uh, I'm very interested to talk about literally hot off the press. Um, we have a, a new competition and, and a bunch of announcements. I don't know if you've read this. Yeah, I have. It's right it. up here on the uh, screen and. Uh, we are allowed to discuss it on the Upex podcast. Yeah. So. so this is really cool. This is going to be fun. Love the faux resource name. Spud. Uh, Spud. So Lord of the Spud. Now, granted, Asterix, this, is, this may be subject to change, so please check all official documentation and rules. Um, we are giving you the information that we have, but it is not finalized until it is actually published. So, um, yeah, so this so. is for our sandbox comp or it's for the sandbox that's coming out in mid December. And you know, we were just talking about how, Hey, you save up your UPEX and then it burns a hole in your pocket. This is exactly what that's going to do. Save up your UPEX and it's going to burn a hole in the pocket. Want to give an overview of it really quick. TML. Yeah, I'm still reading it. Okay, um, I've read it. I can so, roll through it. So, Yeah, go for it. So we got the sandbox coming up, and we're going to have a competition. Um, and really what it's going to do is property development, we know, is driven by Spark. But for the sandbox, we're going to use Spud. So Spud will be the Spark for the sandbox. Um, all players of Uplander stand status will receive the Spud when it's distributed, and Spud will have no utility beyond the sandbox. So if you hoard the Spud, it's only good for the sandbox. Um, and one way that you'll be able to earn extra Spud is to become a neighborhood champion. Neighborhood champions will get two times the Spud bonus 
they'll also be able to allocate an amount of the spud bonus to other members on their team. So you earn the neighborhood champion status uh, by owning the most property in one of three neighborhoods that are yet to be announced. Uh, And we're going to go on a neighborhood versus neighborhood competition. So this will be very fun. Uh, this sounds so cool, man. I bet, I bet TM's like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me right now? Neighborhood <laughs> champion. Like, dude, if you just had waited a little bit, there was a good chance VV would have been selected. You could have neighborhood champion. It would have crushed it. I got to start over. Yeah. It's, it says, uh, there will be a limited number of neighborhoods that will qualify for the sandbox sandbox competitions. Uh, they have not announced the criteria that will determine which neighborhoods are selected and who the neighborhood champions will be. There is one way that you can ensure you become the neighborhood champion this weekend, and that's winning one of three neighborhood minting challenges. So these three challenges will measure the number of newly minted properties. So Alamo Square, Dog Patch, VV, Little Italy, you're all out of luck. Um, yep. Well, now, the, so... The- the way I'm reading it is that's just for this like championship competition, right? So that's just three neighborhoods that will guarantee you a neighborhood championship. But I, I the way I'm reading it, so it says I know, like I, I think that there's three for this, but I think there might be some other ones. Yeah, it says the. Uh, those neighborhoods will be announced when the challenge goes live. The winners of each challenge will become a neighborhood champion for that neighborhood when neighborhood sandbox competition starts. While the players will so be, so you think it's just going to be three neighborhoods and the actual like? I know there's going to be three that will be competing for the neighborhood minting challenges, but then do you think there will be other neighborhoods that get like the spark property or the spud uh, property challenges, or do you think it's just going to be uh, isolated to those three neighborhoods? It, it sounds like it's going to be isolated to the three neighborhoods. You find out who your neighborhood champions are of which neighborhood, and then you just flock to the neighborhood that you want to go support. And uh, then you're going to yeah. do some it's sort of competition true. against the, and as a spud neighborhood champion, you can allocate, uh, more uh more spud to other players and you're somewhat of the commander for the neighborhood building strategy so if you're into not just property development but the neighborhood yeah this teases and again i i mean we're, we're seeing this now granted we haven't seen a lot of it come to fruition um but like i feel like this is honestly like not to you know toot the horn of of the players especially on this particular podcast but like i feel like this is a direct correlation of what we're seeing happen in the community you know if you see what players like t davis are doing with little italy and tm with um vv i mean the same people we talk about literally every week um this kind of competition now granted this is just the prototype of it right so i mean this is for spud it's it's fake um it's it's funny money but when this is actually spark and we're talking actual property development and actual community competitions where again these are going to be critical because this is how you earn points for your community 
to rank up to unlock essentially the collection bonus. So you become a community collection and you can climb the ranks and each one of those ranks unlocks additional interest um, and status for that neighborhood, which is going to just be insanely critical. And I think very, very competitive uh, with some of these top neighborhoods. Yeah, this, this will be very exciting. Yeah, this this should be interesting. I, I think we should try um, the three of us try and at least I don't know. Do we team up or do we or do we try and conquer different areas? So I think that the um, we need to know obviously what the neighborhoods are, but they're like I'm already looking. And do you have any get? Like I'm going to guess that the. I mean, obviously the least minted neighborhoods right now, right? Which they're going to be pricey. That's really the only ones that are that are left, right? The ones like towards the middle that aren't already in collections and they aren't hugely minted because they're you know ten, eleven, twelve k per property. And they've been glanced over because there isn't a draw to that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, It'll be interesting. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I feel high level of confidence that Nishiren um, and crew will pick a neighborhood and likely dominate that. Um, I think that that's a safe bet. And I, I don't know. I think maybe we should form uh, the UpX podcast team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, try and rally the forces. Like Eureka of, Valley. Like I can see that being one. You know, it's going to be interesting because when they announce the three, well, like if you, you were right, goes towards. You were uh, right, TML. As I reread this, it says only a limited number of neighborhoods will qualify for these sandbox competitions. They're not announcing like a trick criteria and determine which neighborhoods are selected uh there's one way that you can ensure you become the neighborhood champion this weekend and it's it's saying that you'll have three neighborhoods but it sounds like there'll be more yeah i would imagine and i think that'll be interesting i think this is just to guarantee you so again if you're not a major property owner yeah. of a neighborhood and i like how they tease that to become the champion of a neighborhood um, which again, I think that that is going to add some interesting elements um, to. I mean, like who owns the most? I, I would assume Nishiren has the most in Dog Patch, um, but like Kenny owns the most in Alamo Square, I think. Yes. And then are they going to go by number of properties um, versus, say, the the Upsquare? I mean, the whole conversation we had last week again. Um, I love the idea of having a neighborhood champion. Uh, I think that is absolutely fascinating. Um, And yeah, could be really interesting to see how that affects um, gameplay. Now, will it be uh, solely in San Francisco? Because they said New York's vanilla. I think so, man. I don't know. That's going to, that's another, like one that I'm dying to know because, you know, I would think so. But who knows? Or is it cheap to get everybody involved? And is it Fresno? Right, right, right. I don't, I don't know. In the past, the the goal was to get San Francisco minted, right? And so, I don't see why they would hold a competition to to pull FSA properties, yeah, away yeah. from the FSA buyers, right? 
And so I don't know. I'm betting it will be in San Francisco. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be, and it's it's there. I mean, if I were a, a if this were my game, I would continuously be coming up with ideas on how to get the quote unquote less desirable properties minted, and this would be a way that I would do it is by holding this type of like super exciting competition to you know mint properties in like I said like a Eureka Valley or or yeah know, I mean this isn't the first time we I mean this is definitely a, a standard go-to for them um, at having obscure competitions right uh, for different neighborhoods I mean they, they've they've definitely done sellout events for um, in the past so, you're saying the team out oh yeah yeah for sure oh, okay cool like, yeah, I, didn't know uh, that. I mean like Merced Manor kind of was that I mean that was for blockchain heroes um, for the um, I mean I can go find out where the hell I own a ton of stupid properties at for these uh, what was the one that they did for the year anniversary um, which would it, what month would have that would, would that have been? Uh, July, June, July, June, July June 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 there was a sellout of, and it was literally like whoever buys the most properties in this neighborhood wins the competition. I feel like they've done that now a couple times. Like I think I started right around a, like a university mound. Maybe was that a thing? Well, yeah. University mound was a community. And so definitely gotcha. community should drive um, certain sellouts, but um, gosh, what was that? It had like a catchy name too, but it was, it got a lot of grief because it was literally just a, who could buy the most properties. Um, and I ended up like teaming up with man. Remember, you know what I'm talking about too stupid. I do. And I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Uh, it, it was some obscure neighborhood. No, we, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sturs was typing in the chat there. Yeah. Oh, no Valley. Oh, no Valley. That's right. Occupy no Valley. God, that was a, that was actually, it was really fun, but geez, oh, Pete's. Yeah. Which it's still, um, that's what I'm looking at right now. It, it looks like it's, it's still pretty vacant, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was brutal. That, that was a good competition. So that, that's exciting. Um, yeah, we were going to have a, have a decent, time run on the podcast but then that was late breaking news that's why you can always uh count on us for some interesting news to be released oh yeah you you heard it here first and if you were listening live you would have heard it even sooner before it's released yeah hey what do you know about this uh sugar hill gang champagne rooms a Sugar Hill Gang Champagne. GM is blowing me up about it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. They got a champagne room in Sugar Hill already. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. He's always doing crazy stuff. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, TM, what is the champagne room <laughs> nonsense you're talking about? It should be a Discord thing he's talking about. If I'm not yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> dude. You're a member. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, I join anything that people send me a link to. Okay, I thought you might have read it. <laughs> oh, TML, you're in the room. Yeah, no, I don't read things. Oh, okay. I, I mean, the only thing I know about Sugar Hill is the rapper's delight. 
Ooh. And Wesley Snipes film of the 90s. That's true, yeah. that too. So what's going on with Sugar Hill? That's a classy place, man. Like uh, that was the that was the upscale Harlem. There's a lot of uh, uh, black history and uh, wait, is that all? You, I don't actually care about the neighborhood. Are you running some sort of competition? You got something brewing, dude? I'm leading up to it. Come on, you gotta let me oh do my, my lead. It. <laughs> it's a, it's a sales pitchy, I know. But it's oh my gosh, we're gonna mm-hmm. start calling you yeah. a courier. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so are you imp the dimp the ladies pimp? <laughs> so so yeah i mean sugar hill is an exclusive neighborhood it's all sold out um property values have already risen significantly so um if you have five properties in sugar hill do the fact that it's smaller than Viz valley which 10 will get you in the uh Viz valley uh secret handshake club <clears throat> so if you own uh if you own 10 Viz valley or five sugar hill you'll get a uh handshake uh join uh offer and once you get that, then you'll be in the club. How many for a happy ending? Uh, I was about to say something really mean, but I kind of like you. So, um, wow. I'm not going <laughs> to throw in the your mom jokes. <laughs> wow. Um, but, but no, if you got five properties in Sugar Hill, 10 in Viz Valley, you're good. And then you get, uh, then you get a handshake and welcome, welcome in the champagne room. Nice. <clears throat> a handshake. So, uh, awesome. Very cool. Um, late breaking news from Block Unchained. The event will be San Francisco exclusive. Yeah. So, God, the, spud, the Spud event. Yeah, which, again, not surprising, but always good to clarify. Yes. Don't get on the train. Get Stay in San Francisco. I have to pick up some secondary Sugar Hill properties. All right, I think the, are they still 10k? Can you still get them for 10k? I think if they're under 10k, I've already bought them. <laughs> nice. That's there's one a way. Basement, there's a basement for everybody in the club. We don't sell our Sugar Hill for less than 10k. <clears throat> <laughs> That's one way to maintain property value. I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, people. I mean, rarely do. I mean, everyone's doing it. I mean. Like it's not as official as that, and I'm not going around buying any Alamo Square that's under a hundred k. But like, I mean, that's I mean, fair. Everybody 10K, was doing crack again, in the eighties. I mean, you set that price, people know. Yeah, and then also there's going to be special promotions. Like if someone, <clears throat> you know, contributes to the development of our area, there's going to be benefits if you're a member of the five plus or ten plus club in their respective regions. So. Nice. All right, man. I'll stop pimping my product. <laughs> no, no. Hey, it's always, always happy. If, if again, anybody in the community, if you, if you got things going on, this is a great outlet. You know, I, it's there's a lot going on. It's hard to keep track of everything. This is a nice, nice outlet to hey. talk about what you got going on. I like yeah, it. We definitely want to keep a lot of our stuff close to the vest, but that's that's what we're probably willing to share right now. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? We might be able to finally push with this. Uh, um, Lord of the Spud, Cow Hollow. It's a great yeah, neighborhood. Hollow. That's yeah, all right. All right. That's well, let's way to way to let it out of the bag that that's going to be our spot. I like Cow Hollow. Or what's the other? Isn't there like a Nottingham or like uh, what's the Robin Hood <laughs> one? Isn't there like a Robin Hood one? 
something like that. But yeah, I've got those properties in Cow Hollow. I tried pimping that months ago here on the podcast and uh, it never got any traction because once again, people don't like me. So uh, maybe we might get some traction this time around. There's a really nice unminted full block in Cow Hollow. I'll send it to you guys in the Discord. There's a lot there. And I just I feel like unminted full blocks in San Francisco are rare just in general. And there's a nice big one there. Okay, so additional clarification is coming in. Oh, there it um, is. So, yeah, so the challenge is for three different neighborhoods to be awarded that champion, but there will also be awarded that status to players who have done a level of prior minting in other prominent neighborhoods. So, again, we don't know what it is. I would be shocked and BB, honestly a little Alamo disappointed Square. if the three that we talk about every week are not included, that being Alamo Square, that being... Uh, dog patch and of course uh, visitation valley um i think is there any other ones that are like really i mean i know that there's several that are well, sold out what about Sugar little Hill. little hollywood and uh university mound maybe yeah, yeah university mound university mound little hollywood um Sugar Hill. That's in New York, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's in New York. What do you? So mean? it's San Francisco, oh, it's San Francisco only. only. Just San Francisco. No, yeah, yeah. no, because I would, you know, Little Italy and stuff like that for sure. Right, right. But and then Potrero Hill also yeah. is right by Dog Patch. Tel- largely unminted. Oh, that's unminted. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, I think. Ooh, what if one of the ones? Oh, they'd be such trolls if they just like did like uh, financial district. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like south of market, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting. So uh, super cool. I'm a little yeah. sad. I, I thought they said that the sandbox is coming out this month, mid December. <sighs> Doesn't really feel like. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to hold off. I, I want to end on a positive note. This is going to be super fun and super cool. Um, but the the year is wrapping up quick. I haven't seen my house with my NFTs in it, which I feel like we were kind of promised vaguely. Kind of promised. Like you will have an NFT portal by the end of the year and property development by the end of the year. Property development sandbox. Yeah, maybe we give it to them. So that works. It's just something to do. Yeah. Very exciting times, and it's getting us closer and closer. I mean, we got Fiat out, and we'll have the sandbox, and we'll throw spuds at each other, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, neighborhood champions and and starting that hype, I mean, that's I think that's a great direction. Yeah. Now, do you get a badge if you're a neighborhood champion? Oh, don't, don't even get me started. I mean, I'm just saying. It's, I wonder um, who's – would I get uh, University Mound? If University Mound is is one, I think I own it. I think I own the most in University Mound. Now I have to go do, – do, 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 and I will – I'll show my own product here, my own <laughs> UpX World. Yes. Go to UpX World, UpX.World. For all of your data and I don't know, I don't have a, I don't really have a catchy slogan for it yet. Um, 
find it. All right, let's see here. <sighs> Cause I'm a jack of many trades. I, I'm not like uh, I'm not like TM. Like I don't, I don't, I haven't necessarily gone to dominate a, a single neighborhood yeah. um, intentionally at least. No. Oh, well. let's see here. Oh, you uh, want to get that out, huh? All right, you know what? Why don't we wrap this up and then uh, we can we, we can, can do some more after party talk. There you go. Put it on put it on YouTube and encourage people to join um, the to live get show. All the fun insights. Yes. All right. Make sure you check out Opex World. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a comment, depending on your platform, and tell a friend about it. Tweet it, retweet it, follow us on Twitter uh, at UPX Podcast. Or uh, just follow at Too Stupid to Win or TML underscore Upland. Or did I have that backwards? No, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. And uh, as always, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast with this late breaking news. And uh, you'll be in the know before this article is released tomorrow afternoon. And we were authorized to release it ahead of time. So that's good. Talk to everybody. Yeah. Ooh, next week's Thanksgiving here in the States. We'll have to figure something out there. Maybe a Wednesday recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do it on on Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday recording. I think Wednesday there is a call that we should all be on also, maybe before or after that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in the afternoon. We're good. Gotcha. Okay. But All right. Yeah. Maybe you'll wake up a turkey morning to a Upex podcast. We'll have that figured out for you guys. There you go. Uh, maybe so. Oh, I didn't even plug Wombat. There you go. Okay, go. Lots more stuff to come with Wombat and Womplay. Um, we'll be probably doing a special uh, dedicated podcast. They, yeah, that's all. I'm going to, I'll tease that. Lots more to come. Wombat, Womplay, super cool stuff. That's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll get everybody next week. Have a good one. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in